Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Romance at a Glance. I am your host, Bridget. With me, as always, is my co-host, Shani. How are you doing, Shani? I'm doing so good today, Bridget. I'm ready for this book. Yes! Today, we are tackling Lover Unbound. Unbound. This is season two, episode four, but book five of the Black Dagger Brotherhood. Romance at a Glance. Uh-huh. Romance at a Glance. What'd you say now? Romance at a Glance. Go ahead, girl. You know I'm a fan of the brothers. I know you're a fan. I of the love brothers. the brothers. Love me some and brothers. And I love. Uh, let's let's talk about this book, Bridget. I'm ready. Yes, I'm ready. we have been waiting for this book. This is Vicious's book, and we have been on pins and needles. I would say. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot what happened in this book. I forgot basically everything, everything. about this book. <laughs> it is way different upon rereading than it was the first time I read it. But let me just catch everybody up where we're at. So okay. the last book left us off with Butch and Marissa had gotten together. Butch becomes a brother. There is so much crackling sexual tension between Butch and V that all of last episode we were talking about the thruple. Thruple. Thruple of our (laughs) dreams did not happen, but we were pushing for it. Oh, God. And in this book, we knew that it was going to be Vicious's book. And it basically takes us down the journey of Vicious meeting Jane, who is an incredibly, incredibly good surgeon of the ER and into genetics and human. And he meets her when he gets shot in the heart and she saves him from dying. And then he immediately wakes up like the bonded male and takes a good whiff of her and is like, she's mine. She's mine. I'll take her with me. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> That's basically how I imagine it being like, <laughs> and she's like, uh. Okay, what now? I'm not going with you. And they have to literally knock her unconscious because she refuses to go, which I think is a smart plan. You never want to be taken to place number two. No. And then the other big thing that happened- I learned that from Oprah, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go to a second location, no matter what. And then uh, the other big thing that happens in this book is that we find out that the scribe virgin is his mom, and he is to be the primal of the species, meaning that he is going to mate with all of the chosen and have all of the babies (laughs) and replenish the ranks of the brotherhood. So that's kind of where we are at. Shani, before we dip into this book, I know yes. you're smiling at me and very excited I'm to very dip excited. in. But you but have a fact for me. I may have a fun fact yes. for you today. So, J.R. Ward, the author of the series, titan of the paranormal romance genre. Did you know, I just found this out from some of our dear friends on the Insta, that Black Dagger Brotherhood and her Fallen Angels series are going to come together. What? Yes. Uh-huh. So in upcoming books of the Legacy series and the Fallen Angels series, the books are going to come together. So Lassiter is going to go over to the Fallen Angels books, at oh. some, at, I think, in maybe the next book. Um, please correct us if we're wrong and let us know. But uh, yeah, Lassiter is going to go over there, and Davina and Lassiter are going to have some sort of tussle because he's on the side of good, um, and they are going to be featured in each other's books. Please give me your initial reaction because your face right now, the people need to hear what's behind the face. Uh, okay. So, I mean, I, I was processing. That face was like my processing face. So, like, I love the Black Dagger Brotherhood. I don't really love the Fallen Angel series. Exactly. So, I was like, is it just a one-off crossover or are they going to, like, start – are they going to start interweaving? Because I don't really need them to interweave. 
I do not know because I think this is like upcoming things. Yeah. I don't know that they're always going to be interwoven, but I do know that eventually the timelines are going to like sync up for the legacy books. Ugh, this and, means I got to read it now. Well, that's okay. That was my initial reaction was I don't want to read this because I read the first two, maybe three. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to, I was giving those fallen angels a try and I just didn't like that series very much. You gave it a good try if you read three of them. I got through like one and a half and I was like, I can't do this. I know. So now I'm concerned. And then also... Another of our friends on Instagram was talking about the legacy books and was like, which one is your favorite? And I realized that I've maybe only read three of the legacy books. And now I'm thinking, well, shit, do we like, do I commit to it and read them all? I mean, all? Bridget, I feel like we're, like, you know, romance book podcasters. We have to like. I feel like we got to commit. We got to commit. Oh, boy. Okay. Page, I think this is going to be Patreons, though. I don't think this is going to be. Yeah, we can't do. This like, is not going to be full episodes. Uh, so if you would like to hear our thoughts in the future about future Black Dagger Brotherhood books and legacies, uh, hop onto Patreon and we will have all of the deets there. Yes. And we will be talking about all things Black Dagger Brotherhood in our Discord group. If you want to get in that, just head over to Patreon. And it is one of our perks. Yes. Come chat with us. Chat immediately with us at all times because obviously we're modern people and have our phones with us at all times. At all times. (laughs) (laughs) When I don't have my phone, I'm like, something's missing. Something's missing. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Where is it? All right, so let's dip into the book. So yes. let's quick cover the cover art. I mean, my thoughts are basically that it's kind of the same as the rest of the series. They're all the same. They have a color wash. Someone's yeah. biting someone's neck or kissing it. Again, the thing that I'm not a huge fan of is that I'm not getting any sense from that cover that this is going to be about BDSM or have any sort of kink in it. Yeah. Get nothing about Jane being human or a doctor. And also, he has no goatee, which I was like, he could have just found someone with a goatee. I would. I, I think they should have found some. I'm, I think the covers are lame. Like after the first two books of the same exact cover, like I want something more. And I think that I, because she names all the books the same, lover this, lover this, lover this. I need the cover to tell me, like, to be a real visual cue as to whose book it is. I agree. This does not do that at all. I, you can put them all back to back, and I'd be like, I have no idea whose book is what book. I mean, we can attest that because literally every time we're about to read a new book, we're like, wait, which one is that one? Who's revealed? What's revealing? What's happening? Unbound? I don't know. Who's unbound? Why is he unbound? That doesn't make, I don't understand. What's happening? I mean, unbound sounds more like Zetas than it sounds like, okay, fine, but uh, whatever. I know, unbound, I'm like, maybe unbound from his past, or she's unbound from humanity. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Those are just guesses. So many guesses. But you could say that for Wrath. Wrath is unbound from from, uh, Marissa. You know, like. like, Well, but it would have to be about Beth. It's not about Marissa. But he is unbound from her. I guess. guess. Unbound from the chains of of not accepting the chains of kinghood. Like. They're all been about unbound by something. I feel like they're vague. I feel like it's vague. It's very vague. You know, I feel like she had a list of them, and then after a while, she starts running out of them, and she's like, "Crap, okay." Well, that's why in the future they're not. They move away from that. Yeah, because uh, they're, at a certain point, there's just like not enough things that you can put in after lover, lover and make it make sense. <laughs> so I support that she moved forward. I do too. Uh, speaking of which, Lover at Last is going to be the last episode of season two mm-hmm. featuring our favorites, or at least my favorites, my favorites too. Blake and Quinn. Uh, you Quinn. do not understand how hard I shipped those fools yes. from literally from these beginning books. I have a little section where we're going to talk about them, and I just heart them so much. I Wait, heart them Well, When they so like started much. started taking care of John Matthew, I know. And were, uh, like at that point. The three of them together are the, my fave. Yes. Again, I would have also accepted this struggle. 
Where are the fucking thruples? Also, I just learned the term thruple last year. I was watching a television show. What was I watching? I was watching. Oh, Shit's Creek. No, actually. Although I really want to watch that because it looks hilarious. I was watching The Politician on Netflix. Uh-huh. Did you see that? I, I know what it is. I haven't seen it. Okay. It's actually really entertaining and they all talk as fast as me, which I really liked. So, and in it, this lady is in a thruple with two guys. And I was like, thruple? Because mm-hmm. well, you always hear threesome. Yeah. But thruple where everyone is in a relationship with everyone else. I love it. I love the word. Love the term. Love the idea. Support it. I support <laughs> it. Okay. okay let's talk it. about the book. Let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about Hannah because Hannah is only featured very briefly, Jane's sister. Uh, But I do feel like she really set the tone for Jane's character. Mm -hmm. And I was a really big fan of Jane's backstory. So Jane's backstory, I think, is great for like explaining her. But I didn't quite understand why her parents were so shitty shitty to her. Yeah. Like normally it's like. Uh, you know, like Butch, he wasn't really their child, you right. know, whatever. So it explained why the dad was so mean to him all the time. But her family, I, like, she just wasn't cute. And, she, you know, like. I think it's just that they were just not, they were just very cold people and very formal people. And they were not people who maybe should have ever had children. Ever had children. And <laughs> yeah. Hannah, because of her sort of inherent energy and sort of cuteness and and. And she was hard not to love. She was hard. Yeah. She was harder to for she was easier for her to get under their skin. Yeah. And whereas Jane was more reserved and more. So for them, she never they it was easier for them to like ignore her. Basically, this makes sense because I remember very distinctly my mom telling me when I was an adult, she was like, (laughs) it's going to be this is so fucked up. But she was like, you were easier to beat. Like when like if I beat you, you would like scream and holler and cry. She's like, if I would beat your sister, she would just like lightly whimper and not cry that much. And it was so sad and it was so hard to beat her. And I was like, if I had known that. (laughs) (laughs) If I had known that was the reason I was getting hit more, I would have been like. "Mm." I would have been whimpering like, like, who says that? First of all, that's fucked up. Secondly, I think it's hilarious that your mom didn't say and I was wrong to beat you all together. <laughs> and I literally beat you because it was more satisfying for me. And your sister was sadder is also a fucked up thing. Uh, I did not get beat in my childhood, thankfully. But I do remember distinctly one time my dad was going to spank me. Because uh-huh. me and my sister had been doing something bad. And so we were, and my dad was like the king of delayed punishment and disappointment. So like we didn't get spanked. I mean, I maybe got spanked like three times in my whole life, but like the fear of spanking was always there. Yeah. And if you did get spanked, you had to go walk up to your room by yourself and wait. And then he uh, came in and he was disappointed. And then he, while he was walking he, up the he stairs. He gave you a calculated Oh, spanking? it was so fucking calculated. Oh. And he would like snap the belt. So the fear would be like rising. In you. Before he even got there, you'd be fucking <laughs> in tears. You'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm bad kid. I'm doing good. So- I mean, in retrospect, we didn't do that many horrible things because we were like, the fear of it was it was there. <laughs> oh, you know, then we will walk up the stairs. It'll be this. And I remember my sister, three years older than me, and she told me to put a book under my shorts <laughs> because it would hurt less if he spanked me. And I thought, I mean, I was probably like, Five. So I thought it was like a totally reasonable. Like he wouldn't know I'm there's dying a book. Right now. <laughs> I'm dying right now. I, I can see it, where this is going. I thought it was totally reasonable. So he comes up the stairs, you know, and he's like, 
talk about it. And he's like disappointed. Blah, blah. He's like, okay, I'm going to spank you. And he always like pretended like he was going to use the belt. Never did. Yeah. And um, apparently, I don't even know if he, I don't even think he smacked my butt one time because he saw the book and he just like burst into hysterical laughter. And then I was like, yeah, don't we do. And like, he just thought it was, I think he just like couldn't get past the fact yeah. that I was a like so sad but also <laughs> like i was that kid who like i could get out of pretty much anything yeah. with with some charm and a <laughs> smile and like a little devilish glint my daughter's the same way she'll do something and then she'll look at me out of the side of her eye and be like hmm? and i'm like you little sneaker i love you i'll be laughing so hard at her instead of being like you it body. is really hard to like spank a kid or even threaten to spank it when you're cracking up laughing you, you can't. look like an you evil either you either have to witch. give in to the laughter and just embrace whatever bad behavior it is or you have to really wait to laugh till later yeah it's hard to laugh till later, though. It, yeah, it She's is. She's funny. It is. <laughs> Anyways, that is my history of spanking. Vicious's history of spanking is obviously a little bit different than mine. So we do get a lot of his backstory in this in the blood letter camp. And the blood letter was his Oof. father. And then we find out the scribe virgin was his mother. Surprise. Yes. Which actually kind of makes sense because he has, like, the magical hand. Yeah. It does explain the magical hand. It gives me more, like... Like context for that. Yeah. Because I, I was wondering, like, how did how do you get this magical hand? And he has visions mm-hmm. and and no one else does. It's not like that's one type of weird extra power that the Brotherhood has. Like he's the only one who has anything like yeah. that. So I actually was okay with it. I was reading in the comments of Goodreads that many, many people were not okay with this. His visions or him his being hand? the scribe virgins. Oh. Kid. And I was like, why? Why? Why does it matter? I think it makes sense. I mean, she's got to make a story. She can't keep using the same storyline for everybody. There's got to be, yeah. I and I like it because the scribe virgin, we always think of her like a deity, like Jesus or God who can do kind of like no wrong mm-hmm. and everything to do is right. But she's like super flawed. Totally. Like, you know. I enjoyed actually getting a little glimpse at her. I think that she's a terrible parent. Oh, yeah, terrible I parent. Think, I mean, the fact that at the end we find out that she's been locking up his twin sister, Payne, who he doesn't know about for centuries. That, yeah. <laughs> just frozen in stasis. I didn't know how to deal with her, so I just locked her in the closet. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. And at the end, she's still debating, like, maybe it's a good idea for me to let her go. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you fucking crazy lady. He's let her go. But um, I appreciate that she knows that she was wrong and that she did did wrong yeah and and they make a reference to her having a parent yes which the which, creator yeah which so, i did not remember so she, at all at, at all yeah because i thought she was kind of like the end all be all but no, no like there's somebody that she still like has a fear from or yep. fear of yeah and i was like oh that's interesting yeah and they actually in a couple of the sentences were talking about how she's like well i can't go to him because he's not gonna care yeah like he's not going to fix it because everything has a price. And I know that. And I was the one who wanted to bear a child of my own. And so I broke like the rules of, of basically like. Was it because she bore two children? No, it was because she had a kid at all. all. Her gift of creation was creating their race altogether, but she wanted to have her own kid. So then she went and had her own kid, which broke sort of the laws of, of her create ability Why to create. Why did she choose the blood letter? The, like, because remember, remember, she actually says that she, she does explain it, but still, I was like, but really, it wasn't because she doesn't know. I mean, anything. Fred wasn't She's, available. I mean, we find out from Cormia, like they don't see males. Yeah, they don't know anything except for what they read or see. And she just was trying. I mean, she was following like what she thought would be the best, which was yeah. like the strongest, the fiercest. 
you know, at the time, I mean, it was like the strong dark Strong babies. Give me strong babies. I mean, basically. <laughs> yeah. And then, it, I mean, like, I don't think she understood sex and understood that he was a savage and was going to just, like, rape the body she went down in there for the entire... Although, I guess yeah. she was consenting, so... Just like yeah, but hardly, she, she talks about how fuck, savage like, it was. Like she almost died during it, and and then he wouldn't even give her the seed, which I was like, oh, that's fucked up. She's like, he knew, yeah. and he wouldn't give me the seed, so she went through all that and then didn't even get I pregnant. Know. She had yeah. to make a deal, yeah, and and then give him one baby. Yeah. Like, well, I, I know, doubt she told him about. Did not know this, one? but my theory is that she did not tell him about pain. Oh, I don't know. That's my theory because I do not remember. Maybe he didn't want the girl. The other possibility is that he only wanted a male child. Yeah, and but we don't know. Care. So we, now we may, we're going to have to find that out. I know. So that's like, that'll be a fun little, and it'll be fun to see, yeah. you know, and then we also have kind of like the foreshadowing of Manny, who is the general uh, leader of the surgeons above Jane and her mm-hmm. best friend. And when Vicious sees him, he's like, I don't know why I think brother when I see him. So I'm also intrigued about that because I'm like, dun, dun, foreshadowing, he's coming back. But the yeah. funny thing is, is like uh, Vicious always talks about having visions, mm-hmm. and in the other books he talks about them like drying up and that he's not having any visions anymore. But nobody ever doubts his visions, right? So if he has mm-hmm. a vision, I mean, nobody's ever like, "Oh, don't trust Vicious's visions." Um, and in this book, he he, it was weird to me that he easily dismissed his vision of Jane like dying or being uh, hurt, oh, like when the black like clap because I don't think he had a clear one. It was just like a black ominous thing i think he just didn't want to believe it yeah like yeah i think it was i mean i'm like you are the person he he talks about having no worth in the brotherhood if his if he doesn't have visions Mm -hmm. which means that he knows that his visions are correct so it was weird to me that he was a little bit more lax in caring for jane than i thought he should be i totes agree i think that it wasn't a full vision when Mm -hmm. i read that chapter i did not see it as a vision but maybe i'm wrong but i it was more in the way it like appeared to me in my brain it was like it was like a feeling yeah almost but i do think that he thought something was weird about her neighbors and about the truck and whatever and i'm like it seems insane that he left her there without the security and without at least because he tells her he's gonna go kill lessers and she's like okay go kill them um, but he doesn't really say like you have to be vigilant, like you cannot do anything at night or whatever without having me come walk with you. Like you yeah. know what I mean, like he does. He not, didn't give her the proper. He, he didn't give. Like, he didn't give her the spiel, and yeah. I felt like she needed a spiel. Although at that point she had just said, "I'm gonna come live at the mansion and be the yeah. Brotherhood's private doctor." So I guess at that point he wasn't even thinking about it because he was like, oh, they'll never become a reason why Lessers would find her because she'll be with us. Yeah. I guess. I guess. But I I honestly, like, in the book, I was like, why isn't he trying to have her move in with him already? Like, Well, because he, he did say that he wanted to, to support her, her career. career and her desire to be, you know, chief of surgery. And stuff. Yeah. Which I actually thought was cool. I didn't mind it. I did think it was made made me laugh that like one night, one day apart, and they were like, "This is not gonna work." <laughs> Both of them were like, "Nah, it's been one day. We can't handle this." Which I can totally imagine. Like, I can't even imagine if I, imagine. I was someone who worked days and my husband worked nights, and you only saw them for like an hour on each end or something. I feel like that would be a really hard to sustain. I think it's really hard. I I do think it's hard 
like not seeing someone for multiple days or at like weird times like that. Um, I think like personally myself, I love alone time. Mm. So I can, I can go be alone for like, for like a week. No problem. But I, I have to like, I, I know it's a week and that's a thing. Like if, if Brendan uh, is working <clears throat> or if my partner's working and he's late coming home or he's going to stay late, I'll, I can't like go to sleep without him. Yeah. Like I'll be up to like 5am in the morning, like just twiddling my thumbs, running circles around the house, like playing the game, doing a thing. Yeah. Like, you know, like on Instagram. used to it. Yeah. It's, it's really strange. I find that too. Like if like Leo's been having some longer weeks at work the last three weeks. And so he hasn't been home for dinner as much. And then when he comes home, he either like works or he's trying to unwind a little because his mind has just been like maxed. So he'll be like video gaming and the baby's been waking up earlier. So I've been going to bed really early. And it's so much harder for me at 930 to be like, I should go to bed by myself. That like last night he was tired. So he went to bed. He's like, I'm going to get in bed. And at 930, we're both out. <laughs> but like sometimes I'll just be like, well, I'll just read or I'll just I'll be like diddling around the, the Internet or working on the podcast or something. And all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, it's 11. Why am I up so late? And it's like because he hasn't gone to bed yet. And I'm just used to. I was going to bed at the same yeah. time. So I feel that. It's like, do you, I, I, I did also enjoy that Jane had that Ouija board like experience mm -hmm. with her sister mm -hmm. that actually like spelled out his name. Mm -hmm. Cause I thought, I don't, and I read this before. I forgot this book. Like I thought it was just going to be like V, you know, very yeah. obscure, but it spelled out like his whole name. Yeah. I thought oh. it was really sad that Hannah wasn't going to get any Christmas presents. And I, I was like, she know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. You know, but like it like Vicious has visions and then she's had this not a vision, but you know, she got yeah. talked to through this Ouija board and I thought it was just kind of like I assume it was paralleling. a scribe virgin. I, mean, I don't think we ever found I don't know if we ever found out. I don't remember. I mean the Ouija, the Ouija boards are supposed to be controlled by like the spirits that are around okay. you that know your randomness sure. or whatever. But I did like that. But this book got hard, Bridget. This book got hard. Dude. Okay. So first of all, as we both have said, neither one of us remember this book. Yeah. At not, all. Not at all. So I was happy, though, about a few things. So I was okay. happy that V and Butch, there was some closure on that. Because I felt like the last book, as as you know, I was Ooh. I was desperately hearting the thruple. Mm -hmm. But knowing that the thruple will never happen, I didn't want to spend the next 10 books with V pining over Butch. Yeah. So I was happy that that sort of closed itself out mm -hmm. and that. V tells Butch, like, I wanted to have sex with you. And Butch is like, he I know. Him. And Butch is like, I know. Marissa knew too. Like, it's cool. Like, <laughs> no worries. I love that communication level. Yeah. And, and V's like, oh. And he's like, it's okay if you're bisexual. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I always sort of assumed that you were. No biggie. And and also Jane. She was like, uh, are y'all together? Yeah. Like, is it? You know, she's like, like, I'm totally fine with it. He's like, that's my best friend. Yeah. You know? And, and she's, she's like, like oh. Because y'all are cuddling bed and glowing together. You know what I'm <laughs> Something's happening. But she's not mad at it. She's, she's not like, mad at it. I'm gonna hop in there with you too. Trouble. And then the scene where where Marissa like feeds him to help heal him. Mm -hmm. And she's like, let us care for you just this once. And I was like, my heart was just cracked open. And I was like, the feelings are feeling. Because I'm, I think it is so sweet yeah. that he's so like he keeps himself so removed yeah even though they're the closest people to him he still keeps himself so removed from them yeah and i thought it was beautiful because i feel like in a lot of cases someone would be jealous of their partner having a friend who is that close especially a friend who's clearly in love with them and wants them yeah and 
she's like exactly the opposite. She's like, no, like you keep him alive. You care for him. Like you're basically like you're ours. You're like our kid. You're like our friend. Let me, let us like do this for you. Um, And I thought that that was a very sweet moment. Mm. Feels. All the feels. All the feels. And also I was like kind of excited that Jane witnessed it. I thought that was nice. And then also that she like, cash jerked him off while washing his body right after that and i was like i don't know what the proper response is but i think that's it (laughs) (laughs) like if i saw this hot ass man and i had like given him open heart surgery so now i feel a lot of ownership over his ability to be alive yeah and then i realized he's another species and then i saw him drink someone's blood and i got real aroused by it and then he wanted me to cuddle him because he was feeling sad mm-hmm. feeling disconnected and so then i cuddled his big hot sweaty muscles and then i was like let me wash you and then i was like there's a big boner i'm gonna touch it that seems like <laughs> reasonable. all of that seems very reasonable i don't know what uh, other thing could have happened? No. That's it. That that, that has to happen. <laughs> and then she jerked him to the point of completion. And I was like, well, you're not going to stop halfway. Yeah. You're not going to like wash his dick for like five seconds and then stop. I mean, also, I mean, I love jerking a dick. <laughs> like I, okay. So I thought I was a voyeur, but I'm not. I'm just an observer. Okay. Because I guess if you're a voyeur, you get like sexual gratification from watching people. Right. And that's not for me, I'm just an information gatherer. I'm okay. like, how do people do it? What right. do you do? What do you use? What do you whatever? And there's something so interesting to me about a penis. Like, the thing, sh- and, and the balls, and they shrink and come back together. Mm-hmm. Like, I could watch that all day. You know when you just, like, flick it a little and then watch them, like, yeah. <laughs> like Or you get one squeeze and the whole thing goes, bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah, yeah, bloop, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, the closest thing we have on our bodies that do this are, like, our nipples. Like, yeah. They do this that same thing, but they're not big, so it's a very subtle, yeah. subtle action. Yeah. Guys, you can watch the whole thing like some mythical honestly creature. You go from like four inches to seven, seven inches, inches in a hot second. Like it's magic, and then it goes from like being all soft or and hidden inside its own little skin or whatever, yeah. whatever yeah. if it's circumcised or not, yeah. to like coming out and, and it looming like a flower. Throbs. It's like <laughs> you can see like all the veins, and you can see, and you're like, wow, what is this creature? So like, I yeah. I love. I love giving hand jobs because <laughs> one, it's like I get to just watch it. I'm like, wow, what? And then two, it's like this other psychological element of like teasing the other person, getting them to a, a place, and then and then bringing them back, and then getting them a little further, and bringing them back, and and like controlling their body for that x amount of time, and like getting them to kind of play on your fiddle for like x amount of time. Mm-hmm. So like that hand job, I was like, oh yes, we're gonna do this hand job. Yes, Jane. Yes, Jane. Yes, Jane. Yes, <laughs> okay, so speaking about their sex, because I think that I this is one of the points of the book that I was sad about is they talk so much about him and his kinks, and you get oh, little visions, yes. and then I don't feel like we really got it was vanilla. It's so much. So we got the one scene of him working out the girl at the beginning. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hells yeah. I was like, she's tied up. She's already like fucking wet. She's ready to go. He's like, I know where to start. And he like brings the candle wax over and you're like, oh my God, it's happening. (laughs) And then he literally never does anything else BDSM the rest of the time. Yeah. The book was vanilla. Like she does to him. Mm -hmm. So that that was not a vanilla scene. But- he never and he and she keeps saying numerous times like Jane looks over at him and says no and like 
he's like, oh, I need to teach her like that disobeying has consequences and all this stuff. So you, I kept being like, yeah, yeah. teach her. Teacher, she's willing. Do it. Yeah, yeah, Where's your yeah, ruler? Yeah. Where's Where, your ruler? Where's your boundary? Where's your boundary? Let's find it. <laughs> and then it never happens. And yeah. I did not like that. Super disappointing. I was very. I didn't remember this book honestly. I read it. I thought I read it, was it way twice. kinkier. Did and you feel like when in your memory it was in, way kinkier? No. So I didn't remember it, but I assumed from the previous books that it was kinky, and I was like, oh, I must have just forgot that it's kinky. And then when we got here, I was like, where is the kink? Where is all this shit talking he's doing, all this like stuff that's been building up? And I love the way he like, you know, uh, like fucks with her in, in oh. her dream. Oh. That that scene to me, oh, mm-hmm. so visceral. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes. And it gets you revved up for what yeah. they're going to do. And then they do. I they mean, the scene where he, the, you know, I love, it's hot. They're I, hot, it's but super it's hot. not like kinky. the scene where he like, bend, he's like, he tells her, I'm going to like bend you over and I'm going to lick you from behind and I'm going to fuck you till you can't walk. I was like, yeah, yeah, yes. And then afterwards, she's like, oh, yes. my God, that was amazing. That was amazing. I can't walk. That was the best sex I ever had. And he's all worried. He, like, went too hard. And I'm like, you didn't even – I mean, obviously, he's a vampire and he's fucking a human. So it's like that would be pushing the limits yeah. just generally. But, uh, yeah, I was disappointed because she was definitely aroused by the fact that he was into bondage and all this other stuff. Yeah. And then he never ties her up or never – Never once. He never, like, plays with her. And I was so yeah. sad. What did you think about the fact that he offer, essentially offered himself to her in Are you the talking, play environment? Oh, in the play environment. Yeah. Oh, I, I actually thought it was kind of funny when she was like, oh, I'm not really. And then she's like, oh, wait, I think he wants me to do him or whatever. Um, and then she was like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think maybe would be my response. Yeah. I mean, I think at first I'd be like, Rrr. and then like, ooh, let that yeah. shit settle in. But I, I really loved that he did that. Um, especially because it was like they were separating at that point. They were going to be going. She was like, I want us to bang our way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a goodbye fuck. She wanted a goodbye fuck. And he wanted, he literally wanted a goodbye bang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and um, but I thought it was like a really great way to show how he how how special she was to him. Because mm-hmm. that's such a vulnerable position for mm-hmm. him to put himself in. Mm-hmm. And knowing that like like when he was a kid growing up, that if you. Like we're vulnerable. You pretty much got like ass fucked. Mm-hmm. Like, like you yeah, lost he, the fight. You got ass fucked. And the last time he got tied up, he got castrated. Yeah, with like no anesthesia and a dirty knife on a clay floor. Yeah. So like, yeah, it was. I think it was a lot, and it was really telling. Um, that moment between them. I agree. Yeah. I really liked it. I thought it was beautiful. Uh, and I loved her response that she was like, what do all these things do? Like, I want to try all this shit on him. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then when she tells him, like, I'm going to come fuck you right now. And he's yeah. just like wildly Ooh, orgasming because wow. he's just like, she's amazing. But again, like, don't tease me with a good time and tell me that he's like, his, you know, eyes flared and she's, and then at the end of the book, it's all vanilla. He like tucks her into his arm like he's a regular old Joe. And I was like, motherfucker ain't regular. Yeah. Like, I didn't like that. I definitely, I docked a whole point from this book. <laughs> a whole star from this book. Because I was just like, where is You made it? promises. You made you promises. Made promises. <laughs> I wanted the freaky sex. I wanted it freaky. So freaky. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, one of my other favorite characters had sex for the first time in this book. Oh, okay. Huh? Talk about Quinn. it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Quinn goes through his transition, and Blay has already gone through his transition in the last book. John Matthew still hadn't gone through it. And they all get together, and 
they're like, so what was the transition like? And he's like, forget that. I had sex. And they're like, what? <laughs> and he's, like, he's like, and then he's like describing it. And he's like, it was so great. She was so wet. And I was deep in there. And he's like giving them the bit. And he's like, yeah. I wish you guys had been there. It was so, and they're like, why would we want to be there? And he asks Blay, and this is like the first tidbit. He's like, we well, like watching me fight, right? And Blay's like, yeah, because you're good at it. And he's like, this is the same thing. I'm good at fucking. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Foreshadowing. Uh, 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 get it. Get it. Get it. Get, get it. Smack it. Smack I it. I love it, them it. so uh, much. Yes. I love them so get, get. much. They uh, are my favorite uh, three uh, characters uh, in this uh, entire uh, series. Uh, I can't wait to get uh, to thruple. their book. <laughs> yeah, they could have been a thruple too. Everyone could have been a thruple. <laughs> we are about this thruple life. I'm just saying. And even if you're not a thruple, let me just say. Sometimes you want to have a little kinky thing with like three people. And if you have a good go-to friend, yeah. you could bring in. Actually, those three are the kinkiest you of know? this whole series. So. Because they do, in future books, spoilers. Spoiler. In future books, they do a lot of fucking in front of each other and, and near each other. Yep. Sometimes one might argue with each other. There's, there's like one I think where they're like fucking looking each other dead yeah, in the eyes, Look, like fucking I other people, but literally oh. masturbated to that scene. Oh you my god! I, I know did. you did. You I know, know you did. that. I'm I not did. gonna say I did it. It's the feels <laughs> mixed with the sexiness, mixed with the public fucking, mixed with the like eye contact. I was like, eye contact just fuck. When Ooh. you're fucking someone and they got eye contact, they're giving you full eye contact. I will cry. I will cry. I will cry. If they're in your soul. So oh hard. my God. Yeah. If, if you have like, if you have that kind of connection where you can look someone dead in the eye while they are fucking you, like don't yeah. give that connection up fast or they're a sociopath and you might have to give it up fast. But like <laughs> if they're not, then there's something there because they just feel like they're all the way in your body. And I'm like, mm, I am here for this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Let them in your soul. Amen. Amen. Yes. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hello, best friends. Thank you for being loyal listeners of Romance at a Glance. We're so happy to have you. If you'd like to support us further, head over to Patreon, where you can become one of our patrons. We've got a lot of great perks, such as merch and a super secret discussion group, where Bridget and I talk to you directly about all things romance and all things nasty. So come on over. And now, back to our show. Welcome back, dear listeners. Now, we must talk about Fury. And let me tell you why. Because he is the other half of this book. Because next book is going to be his book. And so, an enormous, I would argue, amount of time was spent on him. And it was a very sad time. It was a lot of sadness. Yeah. A lot of lusting after his twin's wife. It's a lot of lusting after. A lot of lust. And a lot of her like coming over and talking to him yeah. and stuff. And I was like, oh, leave motherfucker. I know. To his, to his sadness. There was a couple times where I wanted to be like, but like get out of his face right now. But also they, I think they, honestly, she, I think she wrote it in too much. Mm-hmm. Like you were, she was throwing it in our face as the readers, I felt like. Yeah. And I didn't like that. I was like, okay, enough, like we've had enough of these scenes. Like we get like yeah. she is the one he wants to be with and he can't because he wants his brother to be happy and yada, yada, yada. And I he, wonder because they're twins, like, like is there a slight bond there because they're twins that, I mean, that's that he kind, would naturally that's he said, be? That's what they said in the last book. Yeah. Is that it would make sense that we would both bond with the same female. And I'm like, no, one because you're separate people. But I was like, okay. Um, and then we find out later. He can't really be bonded though. He's not he's, bonded he, with her. Because he would give her up to. He's not bonded yeah. with her. Because he's not acting like a bonded male. Like, if he was really bonded, then every time 
Zetas kissed her or something, he would lose his mind and like beat her up. Yeah. Because the rest of the bonded males, anytime any male comes near them, they start getting real fucking territorial. You know? So no amount of red smoke would be able to keep him from her. So he's clearly not actually bonded with her. Um, but I just felt like they were beating a dead horse. And I was, I was just kind of like, I was happy that he sacrificed himself for vicious and decided to become the prime male. Cause I was like, nothing. He needs a catalyst he in his something. life to move him forward in the story. And right now, like, yeah. I'm just like, get it. Sometimes he's like, he just needs something to do. You know, that person who right. keeps texting you all the time. You're <laughs> like, don't you have something to do with your life? That is fury. <laughs> yeah, he needs a purpose. He needs a purpose. His purpose was keeping Zetas alive. Yeah. And now, that purpose has been transferred to Bella, and now he has no purpose. Now anymore. he's like an empty nester. He's, yeah, he is like an empty. <laughs> that's such a good way to say, it. poor guy, empty nester, all by himself, all by himself. All by <laughs> Do I want to be a tiny violin? No, and and I thought it was really sad when he went and like had sex with a prostitute, but then didn't ejaculate. And I was like, well, that's just even sadder. That is really sad. And then he becomes the prime male, and you're like, okay, maybe he'll have some happiness. And then he goes up there. And and Cormia is literally tied down with a gag in her mouth. And I was like, look, I always thought the directress was a bitch. This yeah. whole book. That lady is not nice. Yeah, she's crazy. Like the way she explained sex to her, that it was going to hurt and be awful and she was never going to enjoy it. And <laughs> Close I was your like, eyes and think of England. And I'm like, you never had sex, directress. You've been up here by your goddamn self for 500 years. Yeah. You don't even know what you're talking about, part A. Part B, her education was lacking because when Fury ejaculates, she thinks that she made him bleed. Yes. And he's like, well, it's not blood. <laughs> Sorry about that. And. That was a funny scene. The director shoots Vicious at the beginning of the book. She's yep. the one who shot him, we find out. And I was pretty excited when Fury figured it out and then demotes her. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you deserve this. But also, like, why didn't the scribe Virg- Virgin Because she know? doesn't get involved in that shit. Because she's yeah. like fucking higher being. I see. Honestly, like the directress runs the chosen. The, the scribe, I don't think the scribe virgin really has no, anything no, because to do of, with them. Because of Vicious, though. I thought the scribe oh, virgin, she's always peeking oh, in on Vicious. I see what you're saying. And always like watching him and everything happens That's and fair. there's a thousand daggers to her heart. So I was a little bit kind of like, how do you not know like the person who's working in your thing is shooting your son? Like that was that was one of those like, okay, I'll suspend I'll suspend disbelief. But I, I kind of feel like you. you she should have known. You should have known. I, I honestly didn't even think about that. But... She told him that he was the prime male after that. Yeah. Because it was his birthday and she was not allowed to interfere for 300 years. So maybe that's why. Maybe. Because that was like the deal she made with the blood letter. So maybe that's why. Oh, okay. That could be. I'll I'll, like, I'll 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 buy that. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. All right. I'm selling a good thing. I'll, I'll pick it. I'll pick up what you're putting pick, down. Pick it up. <laughs> All right. I'm putting it down. Okay. So the directress is terrible. Cormia, I feel like at the moment, I don't really have a good feeling on her either way because I'm kind of like, I like that she wanted to be an individual mm-hmm. and clearly she was brought up in a very literal white world where there's no color, there's nothing happening. Uh, and I like, I think I'm going to like her, but at the moment I do not know enough about her to like her. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with that. I mean, she gets a whole book, I think, the next one or mm-hmm, the next whatever. One. So I'm assuming that we're going to be made to like her. Yeah. <laughs> but right now, to me, she's like, I'm like, it's Fury. She, she needs to be taken care of, which I think is great because Fury is a caretaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like an Amish, you know, rumspringa kid. Yeah. So like, 
Yeah, I think the in her innocence, I think, will do really well with his innocence. Yeah, because he also is inexperienced in love and also physical intimacy, and so I think that that could be a good match. I'm a little bit not looking forward to the miscommunications that are going to happen because she's a chosen. Because she's a chosen. Because she doesn't understand things. Because he's trying to work around like her things, and he, you know, he's not the most direct of brothers. Mm. Um, and I don't like generally like books that are centered around miscommunications, mm-hmm. like like mass amounts of miscommunications. Mm-hmm. So since I don't remember that book either, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna have, every time I read this book, it's like the first time. I think this is going to be the time that I actually remember what happens in the different books honestly, because we've gone through so much detail. Oh, I agree. I was going to say, honestly, I don't remember anything that happens in Fury's book. Not- I actually remember two things, but I'm not going to say them because... I'm going to hold on to them and see if I was right because I haven't read it yet. I didn't even remember Cormia. Like, I, I did not remember her name. Yeah. And like, I didn't, I was like, who? Which kind of doesn't bode well. But I also, for this book, liked this book more the first time I read it than this time. The first time around you, that mm-hmm. you read it? Yeah. Because remember when we were going through it and we started reading these books and yeah. we were both like, ooh, so excited for Zeta's book, which totally hit the spot. Yeah. And we were super excited for Vicious's book, did not hit the spot for me. See, I'm the same way that I thought it would. I, I feel the exact same way. And I thought you were going to feel differently. I thought we were going to disagree on this, but we were like totally on the same page. I'm like, I was ready for this book. I was like, where's the kink? Where's, the, where's, yeah. is it? where's this? Where's that? And then nothing. It was like crickets for yeah. me. And I was like, mm. yeah, we only get one encounter or two encounters that are BDSM. Honestly, this, that's it. Yeah. And this book felt like a building bo- book, too. Like, it didn't feel like a, like, for me, a standalone book. I was yeah. so much more interested in John Matthew meeting Zex for the first time in this book. You know, and their oh, little I'm so interaction. so sad for him. So sad John for him. <laughs> when he, when he transi- uh. his transition and when he tries to actually... <laughs> I was just sad when he met her and he like thinks she's so hot and badass and oh, then yeah. she's like, What are you a coward? And he literally can't talk and like defend himself and he just feels so small. Him not being Ugh. able to talk, there's like when he keeps trying to get back to Zex mm-hmm. when when his brothers are like in trouble with the lessers mm-hmm. and he, he's like trying to talk to the bouncer mm-hmm. and the bouncer's like Get out of here. Like, kid. get out of here. What are you doing? Like And then he goes and he like fucking badass kills both those lessers and yeah. I was like John Matthew gonna be a badass I was so excited it was like the setup you're like mm, yeah it's starting to happen and I'm like how many books do I have to wait yeah. for John Matthew and, and then when he goes back to the club and she's like I see that you've you know outgrown your your old shape and he's like in, he has a huge yard <laughs> on under the table and he's so embarrassed and he's like blushing and he hopes that she doesn't know that he jacked off to her earlier that day and I was like oh my god I love you <laughs> I love him. I love him. His book, I remember his, their book being satisfying. I do too. If their book isn't satisfying upon second reading, I'm going to flip I'm out. I'm going to flip my shit. <laughs> I just want all of you dear listeners to know that this podcast is going to get real with yeah. me shouting things. And Shawnee's going to have to turn you down do the not volume. Want, you do not want Bridget I'm going to lean back. I talk loud anyways. I want everyone to know that Shawnee uh, does a wonderful job of mixing this, as does Brendan, her dear partner who helps us. And you were my volume is like fifteen points lower than hers. I think. Yeah, you're you're at least ten decibels. Yeah, because I talk really really loud. So if you ever come see us in real life at an event that we're having, just be prepared because I talk loud. The only difference between us is that she's the boisterous one. You won't be able to tell us apart. We're twinsies. We're twins. <laughs> It's the only difference. It's the only difference. <laughs> the only one. I can't think of one other difference. Not one. <laughs> so funny. Okay. The other thing relating to John Matthew I want to talk about real quickly. Yes. Is 
that he goes through his transition. Mm-hmm. And he becomes Finally. a fucking monster. Yes. So they talk about how, like, Quinn and Blay, when they see him, they're like, damn, you're a huge motherfucker. <laughs> you're as big as a brother. Like, yeah. And they talk about how big he is. So that really puts into perspective his Black Dagger brotherhood sort of stock that yes. he comes from. Yes. Which um, made me happy when he transitioned, too, because they kept playing at him uh, at Lash, like, attacking mm-hmm. him. And I couldn't remember if Lash attacked him or not. Okay, I thought he Lash tried to rape him. In my memory, I remember that happening. I I, I just remember him trying to like get him in the bathroom or right? something. Yeah. Do you okay? I think maybe that happens. It well in the it, future books, or do you think it was the scene where he beat him up and we just remember because he had been assaulted at some point? Yeah, maybe we just put the memories together. I think maybe. But I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm open. And I don't remember shit. Yeah. But yeah, like when he beat him up, that was badass in the, in the last book. But this one, you know, Lash kept trying to like subtly threaten him, and mm-hmm. and Quinn and Blaylock, or you know, or like we had to you. hover and yeah. be there. But now John Matthews big, and boy, Bridget first. Just let me just take a pause right now. Mm-hmm. What is more beautiful, okay, than a man who is big? And like can carry you and throw you around and do all those things. And he doesn't speak. (laughs) (laughs) Not one goddamn word. (laughs) I wouldn't want that though. You know, I like the dirty talk. I could not handle the no talking. I mean, I could because he can communicate. Obviously, he can sign to me and I would learn sign language and then we would communicate that way. Yeah. But if I didn't know sign language... That would be a problem for me. I let me tell you right now, guys that are have to compensate for something, it's worth it. Like you never want somebody who's got the whole package. You want somebody who's always trying to overcome. (laughs) I also think it's good to be with someone who was not good looking as a child. Yes, because they are happy to be with you. If they were like always hot as a child and as a teenager and could get whoever they wanted to, they don't work as hard. No, at keeping you happy or keeping you or pleasuring you. And I think someone who whether or not I guess they were aesthetically attractive didn't not, not necessarily feel that and so now that you give them that feeling of being attractive and then they want to like work hard on you and I like when people work hard on me I, <laughs> <laughs> oh I love the, oh, oh, I love oh, the smile oh, you're oh, giving oh, me right oh, now oh, 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 oh face oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean one O is like Barely mm. trying. <laughs> like, <laughs> did we even have a session? You want them just to be like, ooh. I want to be like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you nasty. I am nasty sometimes. <laughs> Speaking of sadness, though, yes. w- along with the nasty. Mm-hmm. So John Matthew goes through his transition. Layla gives him the blood. I did think it was a little bit weird. It was like mom and dad watching you get your first boner Yo. when Wrath and Beth were there. And I get that they were there because it's very dangerous and you could die. Yeah. And he is their blood. But I also was like, and then Wrath's like, ha ha ha, you're not, <laughs> fuck that lady now, we're going to go. And Beth's like, I'm so proud of you and comes over and kisses him while he has like this boner. And I was like, leave him alone, mom and dad. You're so embarrassed. So That's always so embarrassed for him. And then Layla is like so beautiful and is like, I'm happy to serve you. And I'm yeah. like, bitch, you need a goal. <laughs> got, and she keeps trying to fuck all these brothers and she and she gets so sad. Yeah. And then she tells Corbia, she's like, there's nothing worse than like not being wanted for your body. And I was like, yes, there are so many things so that are many worse than that. Worse. You need some perspective on your life. What is happening to these but poor chosen? I think I think one of the like more, the things where I was like, ooh, like cringing was like the fact that Layla has to check in and basically tell them like, yeah. oh, she tells Wrath and them that, oh, nothing happened. Yeah, we didn't have sex. We he didn't, didn't want sex. me. Can you imagine how embarrassed she felt you know? too? Because 
Yeah. She feels like it's her fault. She was like, Ugh. she was so sad. Like Ugh. her talk, I was like, oh my gosh. This I is like, like, you've won, as a chosen, you've been, you've got like one or two jobs for your whole life. Like, and, and that's they feed them. Even, they've been doing nothing for hundreds them. of years. Yes. So it's like, she's been bored. And now she's like, someone put it in me. I've been yeah. waiting. <laughs> and it's also, I, it's, it's like, you know, you're, you're waiting, you're up, up to the bat now, you know, <laughs> and you're ready to hit your home run. And, and they keep sending foul balls at you. And you're just like, look, I just need to hit somebody's ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and I'd have to imagine, right? Like if I were a chosen and I was stuck there and I had to be there, I would probably want a baby because there's yeah. not, I need a purpose for my life and not sitting around just waiting to feed or to do whatever. I agree. It's not a purpose. So if, my, if those are my only options, then I'm like, yo, I need to sex one of these fools up because I want a baby. Put a baby in me now. Yeah, I'm bored and I need <laughs> something to do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's like, I can imagine also that that is like, it's not just your duty, but you're like, ooh, if I do th- do this, I get a perk for myself. And you're you know? raised to believe that this is your purpose. Yeah. So and that's all you know. There's n- literally nothing else to do up there. No. But and if you have a baby and that baby becomes really strong and part of the brotherhood, that's also like a legacy for you. You become like the mother of, you know, this strong, mm-hmm. you know, whatever who's who's adding to the value of the brotherhood. Yeah. And I think so like being rejected sexually, I think, is at the the heart of all of your hopes and dreams, really. I agree. You know, and that sucks. Yeah. I did think it led to a really beautiful scene with Zadist and John Matthew. So Zadist uh, finds out that John Matthew didn't have sex with her. And so he looks in his medical file to make sure that nothing is basically wrong with him physically and finds out that John Matthew is raped because it's in his psych profile and tells John Matthew uh, that he knows and that no one else will ever know and he will burn up his record if anyone ever asked for it and he'll never share it. And uh, I thought it was just so lovely because John Matthew asked, like, do you think less of me? And he's like, no, it was not your fault. It's never your fault. Like, no one should have their innocence raped from them. And I was like, and now say, I too was like you. Uh, yeah. Because I then the next thought John Matthew has is like, Zetas, you know, Zetas would never have let it happen. Like, he's such a man. And I'm like, this is the perfect opportunity for you to have put all of his fears to rest by not just saying like, I know, and I'm not ashamed of you and it's not your fault, but also it happened to me too. And, and you think that I'm this strong, wonderful dude and it could happen. I mean, it could happen to anyone, anyone. literally. Yeah. And it happened to him after he went through his transition when he was already big and strong. And, uh, that I felt like I was like, Z, I mean, you did, it was a very nice moment, but also like he needs to know that other people, who are vampire males have had this happen to them. Yeah, I thought he was going to tell him too. And then, yeah. I mean, he didn't. I was like, mm. But also I was happy that he talked to him. I also thought he was like, look, you don't have to have sex with anyone. He's like, but you have to masturbate because I just have to know that it worked. Yeah. If you never say anything again, I'll assume it worked. And if it didn't work, then you and me can talk about it. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll never talk about <laughs> this again. And I was like, that is so, I feel like, not about masturbating necessarily, yeah. but I feel like that's such a good thing that I would want to use with my own kids. Yeah. Of like, I just want you to, you know, like try this thing out, like try this food, try this whatever, like put on this outfit I want you to wear. I don't care if it works. Let's just, we'll never speak of it again. And if it doesn't work, then let's, you know, figure out why. If you're yeah. angry about something, that's great. You know, like here's what's happening. So we we'll never have to speak about it again <laughs> if you don't want to. But, but we could if you want to. I think that was, I thought that was actually, I was like, <laughs> you're going to be a good dad, Zadist. Mm-hmm. Be a good dad. 
But also tell him so that he knows that he has a friend. Yeah. <sighs> masturbate. So you know it works. But also masturbate. <laughs> and then he masturbates and thinks of Zex. And I was like, yeah. dun, 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 dun. it works. It works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it works. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But can we talk about Quinn's eyes for, yes. for a minute here? Please. Because this is where... I, I got this information. I I remembered that later on he didn't have a good relationship with his family. And then they went into it in this book about how his eyes are different colors and that's a defect. It doesn't actually mean anything other than it's a defect. Mm -hmm. And it literally cancels out like his whole lineage for his family, the Mm -hmm. fact that he has this defect. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought this was crazy. And I also thought it was really sweet. For me, it was a sweet moment when, like, Blaze, like, yeah, he has a room here. I know he's going to be too proud to, like, take the room, but he already has a room, like, that I prepared for him and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, you guys. It's so- <laughs> yes. Okay, first of all, I think the mismatched eye thing is super dope, and they yeah. should embrace that. But the Glymera, as we've noted from Marissa's book and everyone else's books, are a bunch of vain old motherfuckers, and they suck. So it kind of didn't make me – and I actually remembered that that was the reason that they didn't like him, weirdly. Maybe because his book finally comes last, so probably they, like, maybe talk again about it or something like that. Um, I do love Blay and Quinn's relationship as friends, and then in the future, spoilers, as more. Uh, I was very touched always by them and how Blay, you know, is, like, willing to protect Quinn's dignity until John Matthews, like, don't leave me on the outside. Like, I'm your friend. And uh, it does come back a lot. I also think it's really sad that Blay and Quinn are just, like, very factual. Like, oh, yeah, his family's going to kick him out soon. Yeah. Because he went through the change, and they were hoping that he was going to have – it was going to fix it, and it didn't, so they're just going to kick him out. Yeah. And I'm like, he's still the son of one of the Glymera, like, leader people. I think it's crazy. I think it's but. crazy, too. And, and I think he's their only son. No, like, he has a brother. Oh, he has a brother. Oh, he doesn't have a sister? Uh, no, he's remember his brother's the one who like beats him up. Oh, that's right, that right. That's thing. right. No, you're right. You're but right. I don't know if he has a, I don't remember if he has a sister or you're not. You're right. I might be mi- mixing him up. Yeah. But he does have a brother. But But oh. it was also kind of sad because his first sexual experience, she had to like sneak back down the hall because she wanted yeah. to have sex with him. And Blaze's like, Are you gonna mate her? And he's like, fuck no. <laughs> he's like, that's not that that's he's not, like, I that's not our get deep up in there. <laughs> I like though that. He thought, like, okay, she's coming, and then so much time passed, he was like, oh, she's not coming. And then he goes to the bathroom, and he comes back out, and then, like, she's there just naked. Yeah. Uh, that's that's how you always want to find them. Just you want to come back, and they're naked, yeah. like, hey, <laughs> let's get up in this. Do you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? No. So they had a, a thing called The Naked Man. You just, like, show up naked. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, like, this guy was like, yeah, it works, like, 50% of the time every time or something like that. <laughs> so then in the future – the other characters do it like to each other. Yeah. Like naked man. Like, <laughs> I thought it might work. <laughs> so funny. Cause it's not like bushy at all. Like yeah. he's not creepy, but he's just like naked man. Naked man. <laughs> so funny. Um, okay. Now we do have to talk about the crux okay. of Jane dying. Okay. And the things that happened thereafter. Okay. Okay. So Jane gets shot. She knows she's going to die in like two minutes. Cause she's so smart. Yeah. And she's like, it hit whatever artery. I'm dying. And he's like, I'll get you home. She's like, it's too late. So yeah. she dies. V loses his mind. So sad. So sad. So sad. It was sad. When he's driving in the car with like, and he's like, oh, she's not here. It's just yeah. her corpse. Yeah. I was like, oh. I know. 
I was oh. devastated. And then he's yeah. like, I'm going to buckle her in and crash into this tree. And I was like, what is going on? <gasps> so he crashes in the tree, takes her corpse with him into the Brotherhood's chambers where they keep all the lesser jars. And I was like, nah, nah not today, oh, Satan. Do it. And then he's like, and nope. my hand is electricity. And I was like, you can't shock nope. a dead person alive. Nope. She did. She gone. And then you see like, you know, flash to like Jane's point of view. And she's like waiting around. And Hannah's like, you have to let go so that you can go to heaven, basically. Um, and she's like, how can I let him go? And then she's like, I'm dead. Whatever. I'll let him go. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So she lets go, goes to heaven or what we would consider as like the white light heaven. Yeah. And. V literally is getting like black lesser blood to pour <laughs> into her chest cavity. Yeah, if it's like a lesser heart. Yeah, or something. he's gonna like basically like shock her alive with some of the omega. Yeah, and the scribe virgin shows up and is like, "What the fuck now?" She's like, <laughs> she's like "What the hell?" And, and she'll the, come back evil. But, you don't know what you're doing. And he's like, was he's like, like a, "I don't care. Like, I can fix her the way I fix Butch." Yeah. and I was like, "He was like, I'll." Basically, I was like, "He he'd have to be like her human dialysis. That's what he thinks yeah. he's gonna have to do. Like heal yeah. her every day yeah. and like cleanse her every." Every day. And, and he's back. willing to do this though. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa. This is- I thought I thought it was uh, it was just crazy. It was, like it, was, crazy. it was crazy. It was crazy. It was fucking nuts. Yeah. But also I was like, I can see where he yeah. he would think that it would work. Yeah, but when the 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 I mean, I could see how like in a crazy moment he might think this could possibly <laughs> maybe have two percent chance of working. <laughs> right. But the moment where the scribe virgin uh turns her into like uh dust. Oh. And then Butch touches her and she like then, blows away. Yes. I was like, oh, she gone. I, that's how I felt. I was like, she gone. Oh, no. I mean, she gone, gone. She's for real. She ain't just she gone. She gone, gone. You can't even bring that body. The body gone. gone. And I was like, well, that was cold blooded because now they can't even do a fate, fade ceremony for her. Yeah. And, and um, then she just fucking shows back up. Yeah. As a ghost. As a ghost. I don't know. And then that, that's how did you think about that? So one, I don't like things like that when they happen in books. If she was gone, she was gone, gone. Right. And and so they tried to make it seem like the scribe virgin did the whole motherly thing and sacrificed all her birds right. so that she could bring Jane back. But they never explain the dynamic of that. Yeah, how? How? How right. that works out? And they literally say like, we don't really. Jane's like, we. I don't really understand how it works. And I'm like, Jane, you're a scientist and a doctor. Her character not being like, no, you need to explain this to me, or I can't be it. She's just like, whatever, whatever. I'm here. And like, I can touch you and I can touch things when I think about them. Yeah. Like, I, and to, I can eat food if I want. To but me, I don't that's have that, to. that whole God thing where it's just like, oh, God, like you can fix anything with God later. Right. I don't like that. I think that if they wanted Jane to still be in the book, she should not have died. Yeah. Like, she couldn't have been turned to dust and then brought back. And right. I don't think the scribe virgin's birds sacrificing her love for her birds is equivalent to bringing a human life back. I, I mean, I that guess I like that there me. at least was some sort of sacrifice and that it yes. wasn't just like, I snap my fingers and everything's fine again. Um, and I liked the scene where Vicious brings her a bird. Yeah. I thought that was nice. And where he says, like, I'll have to bring many more. Um and he's like, just tell her it's from Vicious. And then she's like, I'll tell her it's from her son. Like, who else would have done something so nice? And I'm like, anyone <laughs> who had their beloved restored? Yeah. And he's this. like, he's like, no, say it's from just Vicious. Just say it's from Vicious. And then he asked, he later asked to be like t- completely renounced as her son. Uh-huh. Like, you know, he was like, can you do me one more favor? Yeah. And, she, and she already knew. He doesn't even say it. She's, she's like, I renounce you as my son. You're free. Like, <laughs> Right, and I didn't understand that part because I was like, "What's the point? Like, you don't have to be the prime male. 
Like, if, you're still her son, whether she renounces you or not. Like, I don't, I didn't understand. I thought the next favor was going to be related to Jane. I did too. Like, can I? I was like, you used your favor be, on that. Can Can you mate us? Like, I thought that was going to be the favor. It was like, will you, will you accept us as mates or whatever? Yeah. Because he says earlier in the book, like, we could never be mated properly because the scribe virgin won't stand for our mating. But they don't ever say why she wouldn't. Uh, like, no, they do. They she's human. She's fully now human. She's like a ghost. Yeah. Because does mean, he ever get her name carved in his back? No, no, that never happens. He says he can't meet her because because she, she's human. But what about in the future books? Like he never. I don't. I don't know what happens in the future. I can't. I couldn't remember. even remember this book, Bridget. Okay. We have to read it. We, have we don't have reading. to keep okay, reading. We'll keep reading. We'll but find like, out. We'll find out. But like, it doesn't. I mean, I know that he couldn't because she was human. But right. now that she's a ghost, I mean, that's a whole new. That's. I mean, yeah. how is brotherhood and ghosts? What's What's that kind of thing? Is there a? I guess it's a good thing she never wanted to have a kid because <laughs> it's hard to put a baby in a ghost. I mean, so I've heard. I just imagine. Okay, I don't know if like you the jizz, like the when jizz squirting through. Fucking, I just, I just, or if if she's kind of like bubble wrap, or he jizzes in her and he can see it hit her skin <laughs> on all sides, like. I had this very real thought. She's not translucent <laughs> when she's with him. Because anytime she's with him, she's fully She's fully solid. Re- Okay. Because I just thought she could touch him and he could touch her, but like other people couldn't necessarily touch her. Or if she really thought about it, she could touch it. But she was still kind of see-through. No. She's like, when she's with him, she's fully, she does. She okay. looks like normal. And then when she's not thinking about it, she's kind of see-through. See, and then. The fact that she's but they a say ghost. Like, well, it doesn't even make sense because I remember in future books. She has to like sleep and stuff, and I'm like, but she's a ghost. So why is she sleeping and eating? This yeah, seem, this seems well. She said she doesn't have to eat, but she can eat. Was right. one of the things she said. But like, I don't know. As crazy as this book is, like as supernatural as this whole series is, right? Like the the addition of a ghost makes it crazy to me. I agree. Like even though yeah, it's already vampires crazy, vampires are another species. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. The ghost thing. The I'm ghost like, thing. I was like, come, like ah, that's yeah. what a soap opera has run out of storylines. Yeah, I'm like, why going. can't why can't she just drink his blood? Yeah, why couldn't he have trans turned her well, he, without permission? Well, or whatever. And that he been does the, say that you can't turn people. You know, to butch, you can't turn people. That's a myth. Oh, but he did say there's other ways because Marissa says something I think about there being other ways to like. Just for longevity. Yeah. So she could drink his blood, which would make her life, maybe she wouldn't live 500 years, but she could live 200 or yeah. whatever because she's drinking his blood. Because my thing is, I was like, okay, if she's bleeding out, she's like, I have two minutes. You hit my artery, I'm bleeding out. I was like, I was just blood. thinking, give her some blood. Yeah. Because one, I think it's that's how- strong. It's strong. Help her heal. Yeah, it'll help her start healing right. or whatever. And then let, I was like, give her your wrist while you're driving and let like- Drive like hell to yeah. wherever you need to be because yeah. I guess he can't like poof or, her. Yeah. He can't poof her somewhere else right. or whatever. But like, I, I was like, I don't know. I thought that would would have been a better option. I agree. I I did not love. I did not love the. I didn't love like the ghost thing. I I mean I thought the the revelation of the mom. I thought the bird thing was sweet. I thought the revelation of pain being kidnapped and stored by her mother <laughs> and her being like, maybe I should let her go. That was fucking nuts, but also interesting. So I was like, ooh, vi- a vi- yeah. twin of vicious. That's an interesting lady. I'm intrigued by her. Like, what's she got going on? Uh, yeah, and and now, you know, I guess, I don't know. I guess All that's right. it. I mean, the next book, we got Cormia and Fury. So I guess we'll see how that goes. So I- so I would like to know from the listeners, uh, hit us up on Instagram because I want to know if you were okay with this ghost thing happening. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I want to know why. Mm. Like, if you if you like this ghost storyline, tell me why. And tell me if you thought it was plausible or not as plausible yeah. in a completely implausible situation. But, <laughs> but yeah. I want to know. Yeah, let us know. Uh, well, what did you think about Jane? I mean, not about her becoming a, a ghost, which wasn't her choice, but just about her character in general. Uh, so I gave her four uh, peaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked her a lot. I thought that she uh, kind of kept her own agency and she was a really strong uh, character who kind of knew what she wanted and that sort of thing. And even when things were getting kind of crazy, uh, I could I actually followed her rationale to like because she got together with him very, very quickly. You know, he kidnapped her and stuff and she she fought pretty good and then finally when she was when he was explaining things and he was like wait he did try to protect me you know even though they kidnapped me he definitely tried to protect me from anybody else who came or whatever so she's like so he can't be completely bad and so that like and she kept like spelling out stockholm syndrome yeah, in her mind in her mind <laughs> that was hysterical. you know you so, have stockholm syndrome <laughs> i liked it because it's like it's kind of what i would have said you know uh so i i i did enjoy her and i gave her four I give her five. Same reasons. I really liked her. I thought she was strong. I thought she was funny. I liked that once they started with the sexy times, she was like, oh, fuck yes. Like, I've made this choice. Now let's do it. Like, she, like, lays on the bed and, like, opens up her legs and is like, does it look like I'm saying no? And I'm like, get it, girl. And then later when she's like, I don't know if I want to whip you. Yeah, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm going to do it. (laughs) I'm going to hop on that D, too. I'm going to fuck you till you die. And I was like... You're a girl after my own heart. I also like how smart she was. Kindred spirits. I thought that it was cool that, you know, her dream is to run her own department. And and then she realized, like, her priority shifted, but she still realized, oh, if I'm, like, the Brotherhood's private doctor, I run – I'm going to run the show. I'm going to be able to get whatever equipment I want, and I can study the genetics, and I love that, and I'm, like – so I I liked that she chose, and he wasn't like, maybe you could be with us. I liked that she was like – one day was enough away from him. I don't want to do that. This is the better course of action. And yeah. she was just like, we're going to do this. Um, so I liked her. I liked her. Five stars. What about Vicious? What'd you say? Uh, I gave Vicious a three. Oof. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mostly because like, I, um, because of how the book was not at all kinky. Mm. I was like, oh, are you all talk and no, and no game? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so that's kind of, that's, that's a big reason why I gave um, Vicious a three. And then there was just, I don't know. He's not as my favorite as I had hoped in his book. I loved him so much more in other people's books mm-hmm. than his own. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I actually agree. I loved him in the other books. I really I didn't think we were going to agree so here. I excited. <laughs> okay, let me read you what I wrote because okay. I feel like I really... I remember this book being way more filled with sex the first time. I do not like that she fixes him from all his past shit so fucking fast and that all of his like feelings for Butch go away. I was actually kind of okay with that because it was all it was she he actually says like it makes sense because it was the first time you ever cared about anyone. And I, and so it makes sense that you transferred all of that into like sex because you're like this is the first time you ever loved anyone else basically. And so I was like, okay, like I was okay with that storyline kind of coming to a nice close. But I didn't love that he didn't, like, need to tie her up because he talks about, like, needing that and loving to have sex that way. He's like, I don't even know if I'll be able to have vanilla sex. And then he just has, like, vanilla sex the rest of the time. And I'm like, well, clearly, it's fine. But also, just because you can have vanilla sex doesn't mean that you don't still want to tie somebody up and take them to their limit. Yeah. That's what he really liked. Now, had he, like, tied her up but not covered her face? Like, that's what I was thought was going to happen. 
was he was going to like tie her up and do this whole session. But unlike all the other people where he always covered their face, never wanted to see them, mm-hmm. he was going to have her uncovered with no gag so that he could see her and talk to her and like was in it with her versus the other ones where it was like um, a release for him and he didn't care who it was with. I thought it was going to be more of like a together thing. Yeah. Very, very fucking sad it never happened. <laughs> um, and he, oh, especially because so again, they kept saying like he was pulsing at her disobedience. And I'm like, and then you never, and she knew and she like stared back. And yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. And then I mean, nothing. I feel like in kink, when if you're a dom and someone like she's staring back, you know, so she's playing like that brat role, mm-hmm. the whole fun in that is. Is the punishment. Is getting caught. Yes. Like, <laughs> She's wanting to she get caught. She wants to get caught. Yeah. And he, you know, and he did not deliver for no, me. He and did I not. was like, oh, was so fucking wow. Sad. Brought this whole book to a four for me. Yeah. Like if you had told me ahead of time, I would have been, this is a five star book, but brought it to a four for me. Yeah. Maybe we had too much expectations, Bridget. I don't think so. I honestly think I read this book the first time when I was like 16. Yeah. And, and so it was hotter than we had sure, ever hotter, read. And also I just, re- I only remembered probably the scenes where he's like tying fools up because those yeah. like stand out in your mind. Yeah. Like I didn't really remember the whole rest of the story. I mean, I know that Jane ended up a ghost, but like I don't really remember how we got there. Um, I think those two scenes just stood out more in my memory. Yeah, I understand. Which makes sense. Yeah. Especially when you're 16. I mean, the, yeah. the first book I read, I reread. Like, so I read this book when I was, I don't know, 14 or 15. And... uh it was so hot. I was like, oh my God, this is the hottest book I've ever read in my whole life. I went back and read it. It is so tame. It is like the tamest book I, sure. like, I've like i ever read. But it was like the first. Sure. So, it's the first time you ever read and yeah. about like people fingering, kissing, and titty grabbing, it's, and yeah. dicks and vaginas. And you're like, so like, like So in my mind, sexually, the feeling is like a 10, right? Yeah. You know, and a book that's that's like probably a hundred times steamier is at a five because of just in relation to what sure. you know and what you've already experienced sure. at that point. Sure. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I already know your answer, but McDreamy to McSteamy. What do you well, got? So even though this book was vanilla to me, I thought this book was very vanilla. Uh, I gave it McSteamy because when he was in her mind, mm. giving her that fan of, oh, man, when I tell mm. you, I might have masturbated to that scene mm-hmm. many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember, like, that's still probably one of the mm-hmm. few things I kind of remembered about this yeah. book was that that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but when that happened, I was like, yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. yeah, again. And like, more. And yes. Did not fulfill on the kink, but the scenes that they had together were hot as fuck. Yeah. Like when he's like talking around and like, I'm going to lean you over. I was like, "Mm, mm, mm, mm." and then when he's like, don't come, you come when I say, I was like, "Ah, ah, 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 what's happening? I like it. (laughs) Anyway, so I saw this book was kinky, BDSM and vanilla. Mm -hmm. Like it had all three types of sex in it. Mm -hmm. Not as much BDSM as I want, but it, it did have some. Yeah. Not, I don't think, I mean, it was like, it did. It it had two full scenes. Okay, fine. But not like, (laughs) Not like where where Jane was like dominated. No. And what, like what I feel like yes. we were promised right. as readers. I agree. I don't think that happened. I agree. Uh, what was your favorite line in the book? What do you got? Uh, <laughs> I got two. Um, my first one two. is. Two. Look at Shani driving the two quote club. I know. Well, because they were short. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so one was, when I want you to beg, I'll tell you. Ooh, vicious. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and again, mm-hmm. but it didn't happen. No, it didn't. I wanted him tell, to make her bag. Tell me, make her bag. Tell me, make her bag. <laughs> make her bag without O. Make her bag. Make her bag. Make her bag. <laughs> what you got? What do you got? What do you got? 
The rack was covered with hardened wax, blood, her arousal, and the results of his orgasms. It had been a messy session, but the acceptable ones always were. I was like, this book is going to be fire. This book is going to be fire. And then we never got it anymore. And then the fire died. Uh, (laughs) The other one was terrific. A bisexual dominant vampire with kidnapping expertise. I really liked that one, too. I almost chose that one. That's a good one. <laughs> that was a solid one. <laughs> okay, my second one was, screw the change. I got laid as Blake and John both bug-eyed. Quinn chuckled. Yeah, I did. Got my cherry popped, so to speak. Get the fuck out, Blake breathe. <laughs> and I was like, Blake breathe, because Blake's all about to come, because he's in love with Quay. Foreshadowing. I am excited. Because at this point, you don't know that Blaze in love with Quinn yet. No. But there's so many like little teeny, teeny, like not even like nuggets, but like if you look at them again, now knowing where it's going to go, I'm like, oh yeah, Blaze like turned on by this. Not because of the thought of sex with a girl, but yeah. because of the thought of Quinn fucking. Yeah. And yeah. then when Quinn right after that, it's like, you want to watch me because I'm good. I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> I want to watch people. Because <laughs> I had a friend once. Um, and unfortunately we grew apart cause she moved away, but we used to have like the best time talking about sex and she had a threesome and she's telling me all about it and we were eating dinner together. And I like, I was like, I mean, the way that I am on this podcast, I was like, uh-huh, tell me more. Okay. Then what happened? Then uh-huh. what happened? Who's where? What was happening? Whose penis was where? What was going on? What part did you like? What part did you not like? And she's like, you know what? The whole time I kept thinking, I wish Bridget was here not to participate just because I feel like you would have just like really enjoyed it and we could have had this moment. And I was like, I, that would have been so nice. <laughs> See, that's how I feel, and I can never express that to people, right? Like, just like we could have been looking, and you could have been like, yeah. maybe like dictating what was happening, and I was like, oh, that would have been lovely. I you would like, be happy. You would have directed the, the scene. You yeah. would have directed. You'd be like, okay, but if you put your foot here, you yeah. guys can make this yeah. really work out. Like, I would have been like, go over there, crawl. It's crazy because like yeah, it sounds creepy, but if you if you know, you're like, oh no no, it's it, it would be perfect. It, it would have been so yeah. honestly, it would have been. And also, she was like gorgeous. Yeah. And the two dudes, because I saw pictures of them naked and clothed, were fucking hot. And I was like, I was like, this would have been such a wonderful experience for us all. Would have been great. You know, it's it's interesting because like I don't know um, how my husband would have felt. We weren't married at the time, but I I don't know that he would have approved of me like going to a hotel room watching a friend of mine have sex with two people, but. I kind of feel like if he's your husband, like now, like yeah. I feel like there's certain things you got to know about the person you're with and you accept it. Like if that had happened. I think if I wasn't participating, he'd be fine with it. Yeah. Like, like you just got to be like, hey, I'm that kind of person who'll watch somebody have sex and direct them. That's, you know, that's part of who I yeah, am. I don't at this point, like, <laughs> honestly, if we were friends still, maybe it would happen. But I don't know. Like, I feel like that was like such a very unique and interesting friendship. Yeah. That. I feel like I've had a few times in my life where we just like totally are on the same wavelength with that stuff. Yeah. And I feel like so many people, like you said, just would think that's weird. Yeah. And I think it would be difficult to find someone who didn't want me to participate <laughs> but wanted me to be there. Yeah. But like that I also wanted to be involved yeah. and that we would have like the con- – because it's really about the like connection at that point because yeah. you're like basically like helping that person have the best time that they can yeah. is how I would think of it. Like you're supporting them with joy but not in like the porn way where you're like – Put it in your mouth. Come on, girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you're like literally touching and, and I don't know. Like sometimes I feel like in porn it's like very – well, like weirdly, like you can do better than that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it feels very weird. It feels very contrived. But like, yeah, so contrived. <laughs> in my in my um in my kink support group one day, I said like, I was like, look, this is gonna sound weird, but I like 
I just want to watch people do like kinky things. I'm like, I, I, I'm like, is it a thing where I can ask somebody like, can I sit in the corner with my notebook and watch you guys play or do your scene or fuck or whatever you're gonna do? Because in I'm so new to kink that I just don't know what the possibilities are. Sure. So I feel I'm sure a lot of people would be open to that. Well, <laughs> I thought I was gonna well. be. I thought I was gonna be met with like, girl, that's you know. Like, that's weird. Not they a lot of people do that. People were like, hey, if we do a scene, we'll invite you over. Hey, we'll do a scene, we'll invite you over. You know, whatever. So I watch, uh, so friends of ours who have kind of become um, our good friends in the scene, um, they invited us to watch like a caning scene. And it is so incredibly like intimate to like Can watch. Oh my God, Bridget. I mean, we we have to do this. Like, you guys, if you can see my face right now, we'll post a photo on Instagram. But know? I'm so excited. <laughs> like, afterwards, he said to me, like, you know, uh, I thought it would be too much. Because a caning scene is somebody getting beat up with a cane, right? right? But it's it's so amazingly beautiful because... I would imagine the sounds. The, the sounds, but also there's a love connection happening at the same time. He's not just, like, beating the shit out of her. He's, like, rubbing her, caressing her, kissing mm-hmm. her, beating her, mm-hmm. rubbing, caressing, kissing, mm-hmm. beating, 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 loving, soothing, caressing, mm-hmm. beating. And these intervals, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And he's taking the it's time. The build up. Yeah, he's taking the time. Like... Like he's a very precise person. He's not trying so to like hurt her. No. Right. And 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 she loves being hurt being hurt that way or being mm-hmm. pain mm-hmm. registers differently for her. So for her, this is a lovey. Well, he's trying to give good. her pain, but he's not trying to hurt her. Yeah. I guess that's the way I was trying to like you know, distinguish. Yes. Like, he's not trying to injure her. He's or not hurt trying her. to injure her. He's trying to give her that pain because she enjoys it. But like he knows exactly how long it takes for like her serotonin to get to where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So what impact will be the best at that point? I mean, he's done a lot Amazing. of research to be safe. For her, for this thing, and afterwards, I was just like, "Whoa, that's cool." You know, and he was like, "I thought were you at their house." Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and it and 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 then afterwards, he asked us questions, and I got got to ask questions about it, and that's I was amazing. like, well, "What's this and what's that and whatever," and I was like, "Whoa, this is cool." So I need to do this again. Cool. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I want to see come. more. I want to see more people. I want to see more people. I am so into that. I read this romance novel once, and I am going to have to do some research and figure out the name because it was years ago. But they went to this club and they watched two people have sex like through the glass. Uh-huh. And it was like Ooh, one of those clubs I've, where I've, people are having sex. I've read sex a couple books like that, yeah. And in one of the things, then they were the co- like she was. He was asking her like, "Do you want to be the person who gets watched?" And she was like, "Uh huh." <laughs> and then they were the people that everyone else was like watching. Yeah, she's like, "Well, I don't want them to like participate." And he's like, "No, they just like does it turn you on to be watched?" And she was like. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> I don't remember what book it was, but I just remember yeah. being like, I am so turned on while reading. <laughs> also, on a side note of being turned on while reading, one of my favorite things about reading is like reading in public while reading romance novels because I feel like it's just such a fun, illicit feeling, you know? It is. You're like reading all these nasty things and it is. everybody's like going on about their day. And that's one of the things I like least about living in LA is I never take public transportation anymore. And in Chicago, I used to ride a bus or a train, I would say minimally for like 45 minutes a day. Yeah. Whether I was going to and from work or going to and from a friend's house, I always was on the train, always was reading. And I've always just like loved that feeling of like, you know, when you're reading, even if it's, yeah, when well, your cheeks are not, all the way up, your cheeks are up and, you're and you're like, red, they don't know that I'm like, reading this sexy. And even if it's not a sex scene, even if it's just a romantic scene where yeah. you're just like, squee, like I, or do you I giggle that. out loud on oh, the train? My, you know, I do. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, I talk to myself and giggle out loud. Don't do that. <laughs> People are like, hey, no, not you, sir. Not you. Mm-mm. How easy can you drop yourself in and out of the story when you pick up your book? 
Yeah, I don't have it. That, that's the one thing I find with a book. I can immediately drop right back into where I'm picking up. Mm-hmm. In audio, it takes me a minute to like it's like remember a, where you were at. Sort yeah, of thing. and also to like run up into the story. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, but I'm maybe because I'm I've been reading books for since I was a kid that. As soon as I pick up that page, whatever's happening, I just scoom yep. right into the story. I agree. You know? I can read. I miss that. I don't at the moment usually do this. Although now with a podcast, I typically read two books at a time. But when I was younger, I would be reading three, four, five books at the same time because I would have books for different classes. And then I would have like, you know, my romance novel pleasure book. And then I might have like a fantasy or a young adult or sci-fi or something going. And then I also might be reading like a business book or something like that. So I was constantly reading. And I used to, my mom used to like laugh at me because I'd have like one in the bathroom. And then I'd have one like by my bedside. <laughs> and then I'd have one in my bag or yeah. purse or whatever I was carrying that day. So like depending on where I was at, I'd be How? like reading wow. my different books. So yeah, I can dip in and out. Now I tend to read one book all the way through. Or occasionally I'll read two but usually i keep i try to keep the genres separate yeah um especially for this because i don't want the feelings i have for another book to bleed into the ones that we're reading for this so that i can kind of keep my opinion relatively pure yeah otherwise i feel like if i'm reading two at the same time then i might be like oh feeling good feelings from the first one and then i'm like transferring them onto this book (laughs) even though they shouldn't be here yeah so yeah that's where i'm at go 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 but yeah, eventually I want to move back where there's public transit so that I can read illicit books. Because it's not like now like places <laughs> I go, I'm like with my kid in the park and I'm like, that's not as fun. No. I mean, I still will read in the park while my kid's playing when they get bigger, but it's just not as fun as like being on a bus or a train and like seeing all these people in their business outfits and going to work and you're like, hee hee hee. <laughs> I'm reading about sex. Maybe somebody there in their business outfit has like, you know, there'll be a dude and he's got like ladies underwear on. Oh, like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I want to know, like, maybe he has ladies on. Then I can fantasize too. Yeah. Because there's all these strangers. So it's like, it helps, like, as we're going to different places, me to, like, not that I would ever do any of these things, but you're like, oh, then maybe you'll meet across the train. And then maybe all these, you know, because you're already, like, in your lusty, yeah. you know, primal brain. And then you get off the train and you have, like, a nice little giggle and you walk to wherever you're going. Yeah. That's great. The one thing I love about being an adult is that, that I, I think my body's ramped up. It's trying to get me pregnant, you know? <laughs> So like, <laughs> you know me, I, I'm looking at everybody. I'm looking at homeless dudes. I'm looking at everyone. I'm yeah. like, ah. But like, <laughs> the one thing that I really love is that um, I'm seeing men, uh, grown men in just like a new light. Mm. And so there's so many guys that I see that I'm just, that are so fucking yummy. I'm just like, and I've started grunting out loud and not knowing it and, and like catching myself just being like, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck was that, Shani? Like, <laughs> like walking by, like, what are you doing? This is not like this is not what we do. Yeah. But they'll be so fine, Bridget. This I love so when you fine. tell me, like, you come over to my house and because of my children, you're like, oh yeah, that's why I'm not having kids. <laughs> <laughs> like today, I was like, don't mind me, I throw up on my shirt, and you were like, number three, number three, <laughs> behind you have to feed them every day, three times at least a day. <laughs> And what was the second? Oh, you have to clean up all their shit. You can clean up all their shit. You have to like anything you do for yourself, you have to do for that. My yes. thing was number two. So mm-hmm. if you pee, 
they have to pee. They have to pee. If you poo, yeah. they have to poo. If you shower, they have to shower. Like, <laughs> you get dressed, they have to get dressed. Literally everything you do, you have to do for other people. I mean, also. I've just been entertaining the thought just like one last time, you know, like I'm 35. So everybody's like, your clock is ticking and I have endometriosis. So they're like, your clock's done. Like, <laughs> you're, you're done. You'll be lucky if you, you know, have a dusty egg left. But, you know, so I'm just trying to entertain it like one last go. Yeah. And so I'm just looking at all my friends who have kids and things like that. And I just can't get over that. You got to feed them every day, like three times a day or 10 times a day. Like you say, snacks. It's like like six. Yeah. Which just adds more fuel to the fire of like, no. And then I was like, dang, you got to like clean up after them. Like here's the markers. Like I just saw you clean up all her stuff or have her clean it up. And like five minutes later, she got markers everywhere again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you got to do this again. Yeah. Like I will kill this kid. They will not survive. (laughs) I'm like, what is she doing? I would have all those baby gates. Four. Four marker tops, no <laughs> markers. My house is small. I don't know where they are. And I have two markers with no caps. They're not the same as the four caps I have. And because here's the thing. I, at one point, was smart. And I was only buying one type of bar- marker. Yeah. And then Christmas happened. And Kira has very generous relatives who we love. But they did not know about the type of markers we have. Because <laughs> we now have four kinds of markers. And four types of caps and four types of markers. So they all, you can't just mix and match. If yeah. You, yeah. I would be like, disaster. I would be like, this marker doesn't have a cap. Trash. No, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, I put them up there in the event that I find them. Cause occasionally I'll find it like the in next the day in the couch or like just somewhere ra- like in a shoe or something. Like you find it random. Toddlers take things and put things in bags and they like carry things around a lot. <laughs> and so occasionally I find them. But yeah, there's a couple right now that I'm like, well, even if I find the marker, it's dried out it's now. Dried. So I may as well just throw this gap out. So I think Absolutely. you're maybe going to be on Team Vicious where he's like, I'm never going to have kids. I have no desire to have kids. None. And now I can't because my wife's a ghost. <laughs> All right, friends. Until next time, may your books be your lover. And your hand your best friend. <laughs> Yowza. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.